Are you a starseed? Do you have a mission here on earth? Do you sometimes struggle to fit in? You're in the right place. Join me and special guests as we share our personal stories as Galactic Ground Crew here on Becoming Iris. Hi everybody and welcome to Becoming Iris. Today's episode, I'm really excited to be speaking to a special guest, Prue Rustine from Earth Altering. So I met Prue here in uh, Western Australia and we're actually facilitating a retreat together. And it was the first time I'd met Prue and to be honest, the first time I'd really come across this type of earth artistry. Um, I'd seen earth altars before, but had not been involved in like the creation of them. And it was such a beautiful experience. And then Prue and I got to know each other a bit and we've ended up collaborating and absolutely love the work that she does. So thank you for joining me today, Prue. It's lovely to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so I would love you to share in your own words a little bit about what it is that you actually do. So for people who've never heard of earth artistry or earth altering, like what is that? And can you just share a little bit more about what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So basically I create artwork out of natural material found in nature. So the foraging and like walking around in nature and bushwalks and hikes and things like that are mainly where I find my materials. But it's things like shells and rocks and flowers and different types of plants or bark or things that have fallen onto the ground, all sorts of different things. Once you start looking around, you just start noticing things everywhere. And basically I create like mandala-shaped artworks out of these materials. And yeah, they're generally kind of like a mandala, but they're always a little bit different depending on where I am and what I'm doing it for. And yeah, I kind of use them for, well, for me, I've been using them for as a tool for healing through nature and tapping into my creativity. Beautiful. And so when you say you've been using them as a tool for healing and tapping into nature, are you able to speak a little bit into how you came into this type of artistry and your own journey with it? I'm really interested to know how you came to be doing what you're doing? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, back in 2020, I got really unwell and I ended up in hospital for a few months and was had a lot going on in my body that was basically caused from chronic stress and burnout. And I was had like really chronic pain in my body and swelling and there was a lot going on and I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus and a lymphoma. So that was like a time of my life that I had to really just look at the path that I was on and start to make some changes because, yeah, obviously the path that I was heading in kind of led me to be in that situation. So I had a good year where I really didn't have much energy and some days like I couldn't get out of bed. So something that was really helping me to 
feel better was just to be outside in nature and there wasn't much that I could do but that felt like it was something that I could actually do that was felt like it was helping me and not just like it was helping kind of all different aspects of me like my mind my spirit and yeah like more on a soul level I started to feel like oh this is actually something that I couldn't do much else so I was like this is something that's easy for me to just go and sit outside on the grass I was lucky to be living in an area um, that had a lot of nature around so I started just every day I'd make sure I'd just go and sit on the grass and I started to make these little altars just out of like flowers and things like that that I'd find in the garden and they were just really simple, sometimes just a circle of flowers. And I had read about, I had read a lot of books during that time and really delved into natural healing and things like that and was really resonating with learning about the elements, so fire, water, air and earth, and also how each of those correlate with a different part of ourselves, so our air correlates with our mental health, fire, our spirit, water, our emotions and earth, our body. So that was something that I was really noticing that I had never really paid much attention to before. So during that time, I was really consciously like bringing my attention to those parts of myself and just started to understand how out of balance they were. And I also read about how you can kind of use as many different cultures and countries that create these mandala type artworks and I was reading about how you can use them as a medicine wheel so that was something that I started to do with these little man like mini mandalas that I was making and that was just really profound for me particularly when I would tune into the water element and my emotions and just like being outside in nature on my own and feeling like I felt safe to actually express my emotions and let them out was really big for me because I was somebody that had trouble with expressing emotion. So during that time, I spent a lot of time pretty much just crying into my earth altars, which felt like, yeah, something that was really needed. and. Yeah, it was just amazing to me that it took something like the loss of my health for me to realise these things. So basically, yeah, I had a lot of time up my sleeve and I started making really elaborate ones just because I had the time and that ended up, I, I was sharing a little bit on social media, not much, but I ended up being asked to do one for an event and I think as my social media started to grow from there, I just started to realise how much people were resonating with this kind of work and it was nothing new. It was it, None of this is new, like connecting to the elements and nature, but I feel like we're in a time where we really just need that reminder. Mm. We've got so many distractions and yeah, I could just see that obviously it wasn't just me that was getting something out of it. I feel like there is a real craving in the world for a reconnection back to nature and ourselves before we reach these points of burnout and illness in the body. So yeah, for me, like it it was a really 
powerful healing tool was how it started. And that was with it. And it's now kind of evolved into a business which I never expected it to be. And like there wasn't the intention behind it. But yeah, I feel like it's kind of brought me back into alignment. And yeah, I feel like it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah. And there's obviously a lot of people that are very, as you said, drawn to this. And what is it that you feel specifically? Because with your with your sharing on social media, you do have a lot of people that follow your page. So what do you feel it is specifically that draws people to your page? Like why do you think so many people are um, interested in earth altering? Yeah, I think I get a lot of people commenting and writing me messages and actually just thanking me for kind of the reminder to, to slow down and I think the the artworks that I do are they're all very unique and they're always different but I feel like it's nature that is like that makes them so beautiful like each of the flowers the shells and each of these elements are already like works of art so they can't look really look bad like I feel yeah. like when you work it's yeah, the work's already done in terms of the creativity part in a way. I mean, obviously, yeah, everyone has their own unique energy that they can bring to what they do with that. But I think it also inspires people that it's something really easy that you can do and anyone can do it. And yeah, I get a lot of people being like, I literally just watch your time lapses of you creating these and it's helping, it makes me feel more relaxed. inspired me or I think people are just it's obviously sparking something within people that is almost like I think it's in us like these things have been part of our cultures and our lives for centuries and it is something that is in us that's maybe like sparking something from lifetimes ago yeah yeah I love that and I feel like it is so relaxing it's also like almost like a moving meditation watching you watching those time-lapse videos it's sort of transporting you and you feel the energy of whatever elements you're working with and I love how you weave into your work the the element of the season and it's very relatable to what we're moving through at that time so yeah it's so beautiful I absolutely love it I'm really interested to know, Brie, just going back a little bit in time, like what was your life before you came to this work and what kind of work did you do pre this? What was your matrix work, if you like? Well, I have, I've had so many different jobs throughout my life. Like I've, I almost feel like if you name it, I have done it. I've had reception jobs, like proper nine-to-five office jobs, like being a receptionist. I've had waitressing jobs. I've had worked on Channel 9 in TV, doing producing. Yeah, I've had so many. I've had travel agent jobs, (laughs) so many different things. I feel like I really have dipped my toe into everything. But I have always been quite business-minded. I've done a couple of business courses and studied And before I was doing this, like before I got really sick, I actually had a different business and it was a picnic business. 
which was doing really well. Like it was a successful business. It was over in Byron Bay on the east coast of Australia. And so, yeah, basically I would have all of the picnic equipment, like the rugs and cushions and umbrellas and everything. And I've always been really passionate about connecting people with nature and connecting with nature myself. So that was a really big part of that business as well, was to find beautiful secluded places in nature. And I would set up a picnic and I would do like a platter, a grazing platter with fruit and cheese and crackers and dips and things. And people would come and enjoy their picnic and they wouldn't have the hassle of setting it up or packing down. And it was also a good way for people to find, to experience new places that they may not have known about. So I got a lot of joy out of providing people with that experience. And especially when I would go and pack up something, when I'd first arrived, it was very much people would rock up and it was very much about taking photos for Instagram and a lot of that. And then when I would come back to pack it up, if they were still there, I would just love how much they had changed. Like then they would have their shoes off and they were actually connecting with each other and they were relaxed. And you could see how much just like putting people in that natural environment was really beneficial. Like that, that I guess, yeah, I could really see that to believe it. But yeah, the business was really, it's got really busy and it was something that was a lot of stress on my body. Like I was carting a lot of things back and forth to these hard to reach places. And yeah, like there was physical stress and there was mental stress. And looking back on it, when I got unwell, a lot of the medical people were asking me if I was stressed. And I really didn't believe that. I was like, no, I'm not really a stressed person. And then Once I had started doing some of this healing and just like a lot of meditation and breath work and things like that, I actually went to a quantum healing place and I had a high resting heart rate. And then I did like a meditation thing there with some of their equipment. And after it pretty much puts your body into a parasympathetic state. And afterwards they re- tested my heart rate and it was normal and I could feel the difference in my body like uh, from when I arrived to after I did that and he was like that feeling what you're feeling now is what you need to be in to heal like your body can't heal if it's not in a parasympathetic state and then that's when the penny really dropped for me and I was like wow okay I haven't felt like that for a really long time so even though I didn't think that I was stressed my body was actually in fight or flight and I was just used to feeling like that was just normal for me so I didn't think that I was a stressed person but my body was it was actually yeah it was stressed and when I look back on it there there was a lot of there was a lot going on for me and there was a lot that I was doing that was out of alignment I even though I was doing well and I had created this life that I wanted There was a lot of things that now, like looking back now, you can see it, but obviously when you're in it, you're in it. But there was things about that business that used to really annoy me. Like there was a lot of waste and I felt like I was wanting to make it more sustainable, but that meant I had to spend more money. And there was all these things that 
weren't completely in alignment for me and I think there was all sorts of things that I was doing in my life that were the same as well when I look back I'm like yeah that wasn't in alignment but I was ignoring it and I guess I hadn't yeah I hadn't given myself that time to really check in and notice it yeah this business now and how I obviously feel like I've been like picked up and put onto a different path and I needed that kind of wake up call to get me onto a path that is much more in alignment and now going into this business now that this has become a business like my intentions behind it are really different to any other job I've ever had like now that I'm so aware about how important my health is and what it means if you if your health is suffering mind my highest intention has always been to prioritize my health in this business from the beginning and yeah it's actually a business that supports my health as well it feels really good to finally be doing something that's aligned yeah and I think people can feel that energy and it's almost like you're magnetizing because you're so much in alignment people are magnetized to that and one of the things that I also really love about the work you do is that sustainability and that yeah if can you share a little bit about the sustainable aspect to it and how you come to you know how you collect those materials and things like that because I find that all really beautiful Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things because these days it's really hard to do anything without, with it being 100% sustainable. Yeah, that was something that used to really like, I used to put a lot of thought into because it is a high value of mine to not, to be doing something that's not like having a negative impact on the earth. So I just love that this is something that, is fully sustainable so everything that I find everything that I use in the altars found around nature basically so I think it's really important to be mindful when foraging and to really tune into where you are and the plant that you're taking from I, I prefer to take things that have like already fallen off trees and things that are already on the ground but there is definitely times when I will take flowers like cut flowers off trees and things like that I even actually have a place well before I go into that I think it's really important to ask permission from the plant so yeah I will either I've I've tuned into plants before and got really loud messages that it's to not take from that plant And I feel like that's a really important part about the foraging process is to just get quiet and be mindful and just try and tune into your surroundings enough to be able to hear your intuition, I suppose. And I feel like nature really does speak to us if we get quiet enough to listen. So that practice in itself is really beneficial. And if I do take from a plant, if I feel like it is okay, I will make sure there's a rule that I always stick to never take the first flower and never take the last and to also make sure that there is still enough flowers on the plant for it to continue to grow and thrive. So obviously just being really mindful with how much you take. But the thing is nature is so abundant and it is a replenishing source and sometimes cutting back flowers and things off these bushes actually promotes growth and helps them to grow more 
So just, yeah, being quite mindful with that, but also acknowledging that, yeah, there's so much abundance in nature when you start looking around and if we're caring for it. So also I try and offer something back to the plant or the thing that you're taking from, whether it's just a prayer or maybe giving it some water or sometimes like clearing some rubbish that's around it, like always trying to give back to it in some way I think is quite important as well. But, yeah, I've also got a couple of, well, back when I was in WA, I've got a couple of houses where I've gotten to know the people that live there that have beautiful rose gardens and I've gone and knocked on the door before and asked if I could take a couple of roses because I had an event where I was making one and I was really drawn to including roses and every time I've done that and I've spoken to the people whose garden it is they're just like so stoked for me to actually use them like when they hear what I'm using them for so I just think there's that permission piece that's really important like wherever you're if it's as long as you've um, kind of got permission before you've taken them, I feel like that's a really important part of the process and that energy, it, the creation of the altar kind of starts there and that energy will actually come out of the altar as well. Beautiful. And I also love having seen how you complete the process like that. Can you share a little bit about once it's complete, how that works? Yeah, and I think that's like ties into the sustainability of it as well is that there's no waste at the end, like nothing is ever wasted. So if I'm building an altar outside, I like to be able to leave it there to kind of everything that it's made out of is from nature so it can just be left there. And I think that's really beautiful if you can do it on a place where you can leave it and then over time see the process of it breaking down and decomposing and going through those different stages of life and death. There's a lot of beauty in being able to see that process. But if I'm in a place where I can't, like where it needs to be packed up, say if it's indoors in a yoga studio or something, I will collect the things back up that I can reuse and I'm making these all the time, so they're always getting reused. But then there are things that are maybe like more plant matter and things that I'm probably not going to necessarily reuse. And I like the concept of giving it back to the earth in some way. So giving it back to the elements, either sharing them like with a water source, so in the ocean or a river or a lake can be a really nice ritual to kind of give back in that way and offer a blessing to the waters maybe scatter them in the wind and let the wind just take them out into the world bury them in the garden or scatter them in the garden or just bury them in the earth in some way or burning them in ritual in a fire so I feel like whatever element is kind of speaking to you that is a really nice way to kind of offer them back and complete that full cycle of life that kind of keeps on going yeah beautiful I absolutely Mm. love it so what would you recommend proof for people that maybe are just hearing about this for the first time but are really intrigued and like they're wanting to um, maybe give this a try or incorporate this type of practice what would you suggest for people that are just kind of starting out yeah so I think it's something that 
a lot of people feel like they don't have time for, like as an adult in this world that we live in, that there's not, it's not really a priority to go looking for treasure in nature and do this process. And I can totally understand why, but I think it's really important for us to start making time to not necessarily even create an earth altar in particular, but to make some time to become quiet and to step outside of our busy lives, even if it's just for half an hour or 15 minutes, if you can find to just go and connect with the earth or with nature, even if that's just going and sitting outside on the grass and putting your bare feet on the ground and taking a moment to look around and notice the natural beauty around us or watch the clouds lie down and watch the clouds float. Even just like dedicating some time to do that, I feel is really important these days. And it's something that we kind of have to be reminded to do now. Like it's something we used to we probably used to do a lot more often without thinking about it. But we're now living in a time where we can go like days or weeks without consciously like connecting with nature. And we've got so much technology around us and so many distractions. So my biggest advice is to just make some time to do nothing and put your technology away and go outside, immerse yourself in nature, even if it's just in your backyard for five minutes and five, ten minutes, and then just see what comes from that. I feel like there's a lot of inspiration from simply just doing that. And I guess that's where the inspiration came from me to start doing these earth altars. And for the people that really do want to start creating creating one for themselves, like, you can start off really simply and it can be like one day collecting a couple of things and that's your connection with nature. And then the next day, maybe putting them together. And then another time actually delving a bit deeper and using your earth altar to connect with yourself or manifest something. Well, there's so many different things that you can use them for. So just like whenever you find some time, having some experimenting with that. And I feel like when we allow ourselves to do nothing and maybe even get bored, which is something that not many people do these days, like that's when those nuggets of information come through to us. And that's often when we get inspired. And I know for me, that's when I create things of value when I'm not when I'm actually just like not doing and I'm just being for a moment and in meditation and things like that when we're just quietening our mind is is really needed for to be able to yeah create and and to have those new ideas and things like that but yeah I guess my advice is to just schedule in some time to to do nothing <laughs> and I feel that's a really beautiful aspect of this earth artistry and earth altering is that for people who maybe struggle to sit still in meditation and the thought of doing that for them is quite uncomfortable or maybe they're like that's just something at the moment I physically can't do that they can actually go into that meditative process through the act of the foraging and like actually 
working with the hands and it's it's almost giving you something to do which mm. in itself is putting you into that flow state or that meditation but through that creation so I think for people that need to keep busy and they want to move their hands and they want to sort of be active but also free from technology immersed in nature and working with the elements but in a yeah, in a physical way rather than just sitting and, and traditionally meditating. Absolutely. It's like a moving meditation. And that for me, like feeling what it feels like to get into that parasympathetic state when I'm creating these earth altars, that gets me there. So I feel like, yeah, it almost forces you to go into more of a meditative state because it is hard sometimes mm. to just sit and and quieten your mind for 20 minutes. I struggle to do that too. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. And if people are like interested in perhaps learning more about the art of it and getting into the maybe working with the elements and things like that, how can people do that? Is that something that they can um, do with you? I'd just love you to share a little bit more about what it is that you actually offer. Yeah. So. I currently have a few different offerings. I am at the moment, I'm traveling around Australia. So I'm currently in South Australia and I am offering in-person workshops along the way. So at these workshops, we do a bit of a meditation and we connect in with the elements and then we create an earth altar as a group which is a really beautiful experience. And it's something that, um, you know, it's anyone can do with a group of friends or with their family or their kids or something because um, it's also a nice way to connect with other people. Um, and it's there's a lot of teachings that come up in the process when you do this, when you create these earth altars. And especially as a group, I feel like it really helps you to kind of let go of perfectionist traits and, yeah, just allow things to unfold and other people to bring in their ideas. And, yeah, to just enter into a flow state with other people is a really beautiful experience. So, yeah, I've got a couple of those around the country and I have on my website and on my Instagram, there is links to all the upcoming workshops. So if you're in Australia, you can find out if there's any of them near you through the Instagram. And also there's an option to subscribe to my mailing list. So I will send out emails when I've got new workshops that have been confirmed. So that's a good way to stay in the loop as well. And then I also offer an online course, which can be done by anyone anywhere in the world. And it's basically, it's a self-paced course. So you, you can kind of dip in and out of it whenever you have time. And it goes into the teachings about how to create your own earth altar, ways to places to start with the creation process if some people feel a bit overwhelmed with that part so there's examples of places you can start it goes into acknowledging the original custodians of the land that you're on and how you can do that and the foraging experience and then it goes really in depth into each of the elements and those parts of our body mental physical emotional and spiritual and how you can use your altar to help balance those within yourself. 
So yeah, that one you can find through my Instagram and my website as well as links to the course. And I've got lots of things that are like in the process and definitely more things to be announced in the future with time. So I think the best way is to kind of find out about them is by following along the Instagram. I'm pretty active on there and subscribing to my mailing list. And your Instagram is earth.altering, A-L-T-E-R-I-N-G. Yeah, and I'll pop the links below. So I guess at the moment there is a lot of, there's a lot of, opposing energies of people that I speak to and just the general vibe is that it can be quite difficult to stay grounded and to move through all of these energies and to me it feels anybody who participates in something like this will get a benefit so that's why I'm really excited for you to share the work that you do but what's your your main advice what would you recommend to people particularly at the moment when we're going through this time where it feels like there's all these different things and it's pretty chaotic energetically there's a lot of noise Mm. what are some things that you would recommend what's any advice that you would give to people right now yeah I think for me when I'm and I have been feeling that too like everyone else as well it feels like there's a lot going on in so many different ways and it can be hard to to feel grounded and and stay centered amongst it all and I just feel like for me it's always just connecting with nature is my biggest support and I feel like I learned from actually I've always loved nature and I've always been someone that has being drawn to going to the beach and going for walks in nature and things like a lot of people but but to actually use nature as support was something that I had never really thought about before I got sick and now I think thinking about it in that way nature can support us and nature is something that we can rely on and it's something that's always there for us and we can connect with it wherever we are anytime. It can be really comforting to just remember that and whether it is, yeah, putting your bare feet on the earth or connecting with the sun, like going and getting the sun on your skin or going for a swim in the ocean or even just like going outside and breathing the fresh air into our lungs like those elements are always around us and they're always there for us so I think just like remembering that nature's there it's there for us to support us and inspire us and encourage us almost like whatever we are needing we can draw on nature from that so I think my advice would just be to utilize that because everyone can wherever you are, like even if you're inside without any windows, you can visualise the earth energy that the earth holds and you can kind of like visualise drawing that up into your body. And, yeah, there's always ways that we can connect with it. And it, it I don't think there's many people that after connecting with nature I don't feel like it has helped them to feel a bit more grounded or feel better in some way. Yeah, I love that. I mean, because say people are living in a city or they're like, but I don't really have a lot of access to nature. It's like there's always 
something, whether you have a pot plant in your house or whether you, you're working in office but you take that time to go out at your lunch break and be in the sun or mm. breathe in the fresh air, like just to consciously, because I think there's opportunities in every day for people to have some connection, but often a whole day can go by and we haven't, particularly if you work in an office or something like that, you, you're in the artificial light and, yeah, and just to make that conscious effort of actually going and connecting, even if it's for five, ten minutes, it's such a game changer for how you physically, how your body is reacting. It could just be going outside and taking some breaths, changes you in that fight or flight. <laughs> And really shifts everything through. So I love that you shared that piece about even the visualization of connecting if you're indoors and visualizing it. So that's really powerful. Yeah. Even looking out the window at the clouds, you know, it's like a reset. I have a reminder on my phone to remind me to connect with nature that goes off once a day. And whenever it goes off, I just stop. And wherever I am, like sometimes I could be in a shopping centre when that goes off and there's always ways that you can, even if it is breathing the air element into your body and just taking a moment to consciously do that. Really helpful. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Prue. It's been beautiful just exchanging with you and every time I talk to you, I just love your energy and your presence and I love what you're bringing to the world, which feels like something that we've always known, but just to have that that reminder and that remembering of of beautiful ways to connect, it's absolutely stunning. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, so thank much. you for being here. All right. And yeah, I feel the same towards you as well. Thank you for the <laughs> world. And I can't wait to do more things with you together. <laughs> Thanks, Prue. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to click subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they're released. And if you would like to show your support for the podcast, please leave a review of what you've enjoyed and any donations are also much appreciated. You can follow me on Instagram at Becoming Iris Podcast and stay up to date with all of my offerings, including one-on-one sessions, courses and retreats. I hope you'll join me next time on Becoming Iris for more Starseed Stories.